Well, hi, everybody, and welcome to Survival Beyond the Bug Out Bag. It's Monday, September 12th, and I'm Bill Bateman, part of the team here at Refuse to Be a Victim Personal Protection Training. This week, we got some feedback on uh, Prop 114 from some of our listeners. Thank you very much. I'm scary accurate on my water and now my power story. We'll have more on that. How solar has gone from junk for toys to a really viable source of energy. I have some fun facts about alternative power and, as promised, the update on what's going on in Wyoming with their wind farm uh, to power Los Angeles. All interesting stuff. We'll end up with a look at next week. Full list of things to do, so let's get started. Started off last time by asking people to vote no on 114, and we have a newsletter we send out, and in that I asked folks if they had done something they wanted to share with me, send me an email and I'd give them some recognition. Well, I'm going to send a shout out to Ivan and to Dave, who both got back to me on the web page and saying they had reached out and done some good work, and I was got to say thank you and way to represent. We appreciate that. By the way, if you're not getting the newsletter and you want it, it is free. We don't charge for stuff here, at least not yet. And you want infrequent but valuable updates, I've put the link on the main page here at the podcast. So what we're doing is we're asking folks to come up with positive ways to be the sane adult voice in the room on this Prop 114 thing. If you've got an idea, if you've got something that's worked really well, please share it with me. If you give me your permission, I'll add, even give out your last name. Otherwise, first names only and a nod, because, hey, we got to work together. Okay, let's get to it. It's scary. Last week's situation in Jackson, Mississippi, the water was bad. Last I heard, the water is back on, but one headline summed it up best. The water was bad even when it worked, and people are being told to shower with their mouth closed because the water may not be that safe. As of yesterday, it was fully restored. Officials are worried that when they turn the water fully back on, the pipes won't hold. So this is a serious situation. Uh, That was last week. I hope you have followed up on ways to treat and research. This is National Preparedness Month. That's why you're doing one of these a week. California is today facing power outages and brownout restrictions. It's becoming increasingly frequent and really taxing the infrastructure. It is, according to one article, the hottest it's been in 1,200 years. I'm going to say that again. The hottest it's been in 1,200 years years. Mm. So last week we were talking about water. This week we're talking about power. And in fact, we're seeing valid concerns about power all over the state of California, as well as a number of other areas. So many years ago, a company got involved in the solar panel business. And they were talking about solar generators, this, that, and the other. And they put out, I think it was a marketing gimmick, it's the thing about the, it goes on a keychain. It looks like a big uh, 
remote control or a thing for your car probably one of those and it was a solar panel on one side and an on and off switch on the other and what it did uh, reputedly was if you turned it on it scared away mosquitoes and it was like four dollars no big deal well I bought one I still got it it still works <clears throat> And the darn thing actually scares away mosquitoes. I finally found out what it does. Somebody figured out the noise a male mosquito makes when it's in the mood to get frisky. The mosquitoes that bite you are female mosquitoes. So when the mosquitoes come in your area and they hear the sound of the male mosquitoes it's like lounge lizard Larry showing up at the bar hey baby what's your sign is oh god I don't need this and they go someplace else this thing has worked for I want to say 10-15 years not so much with many of the other solar products initially they were poorly made initially they were misrepresented I got a thing I use even today it's supposed to be a 20,000 milliamp battery it's made to recharge your cell phone or other small electronics doesn't hold a ton of current but the good selling point at the time was yeah you buy this it's got solar panels fold out solar panels it's about the size of a cell phone and you just leave it out in the sunshine and it'll recharge and it does in about four days that's not really practical if uh, you're on the move or if you're having problems. In other words, it doesn't do quite what it's advertised. It will recharge your phone. It will recharge from the panel. But really, now it was made to be recharged from a USB, like from your computer. What this all means is there was misrepresentation, intentional or just an omission of error. I'm not calling, uh, calling in a SWAT team on this. I'm just saying many solar products were victimized by some of the early marketing because it doesn't recharge as fast as you think it's gonna okay let's look at backup generators and backup cooling and backup refrigeration because when the power goes out the big things you need to worry about are lights cooling especially if it's 114 and the hottest it's been in 1200 years that's significant and keeping your food edible and not having it all spoil and be wasted so I looked it up a 12,000 BTU window air conditioner that's a big one but it's not that big it has a running wattage of 1700 watts and to start it up it takes 5100 watts so it comes on gets cool at 51 and then to maintain it's 1700 to work effectively you're going to need a generator with an average of 6800 watts little science here the generators wattage should be equal to or greater than the wattage of the appliances you wish to operate my backups are 2000 watts I'm not going to be running any giant air conditioning however I am going to have fans I have some low draw LED lights and I found out refrigeration can stay around. Let's look at uh, some of the refrigeration units we talked about earlier. You can get something that looks like a dorm 
refrigerator, one of those small little cubicle things, and that is going to run off 12 volt. It's going to be somewhat expensive, but it's very refrigerator-like. It's got a huge area for food and then a little freezer at the top. We were talking in our family, I'm big on planning, and we were talking, you know, that's not really going to help because we've got a whole freezer full of stuff that's going to go. So here's what we came up with. There are things you can plug either into your car, your 12 volt, or into your generator. And they are about the size, for the car model, they're like a big cooler, a big lunch cooler you'd take. And they hold like a six pack and some sandwiches, maybe a burrito and a Snickers bar. If you're looking bigger, 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 I have researched it, and I'm going to put a link to the site I found for the better large units. This is like a big trunk. It's heavy. It's a two-person lift. My wife and I can do it, but there's medication and crying involved. It has two, it's like a chest freezer. The top opens, and one side can be a refrigerator, and one side can be a freezer, or they can both be freezers, or both be refrigerators. Now, the beauty of this is we're not going to take all of our frozen food and just put it in the frozen food freezer parts. We have a number of these industrial strength cold packs, better than the ones you get at the store with the gel in it. And if I can find a link for those, I will definitely share it. The idea is that fill that standby cooler up with freezer box. The idea is to fill up the freezer with the backup packs and then pack it on the food along with your frozen food and then run your regular refrigerator for just an hour or two a day. You see your refrigerator doesn't run all the time anyway. So yeah. looking at the options it takes a little pre-planning. This stuff is not cheap. The refrigerator I bought, uh, again, it is about the size of a big trunk. It's uh, 68 cubic feet is what I want to say. That ran us about $800. We looked at how much food we wasted during the Talent Fire when, of course, we had to evacuate and the refrigerator was off for a week. That was a nightmare. Uh, easily, that thing's going to pay for itself once. It's low energy. It'll run for two to three days on my battery. And if I can keep the battery charging, even better. So those little toys we used to buy are now more powerful. I have a little flashlight I carry in my pocket. It's now more powerful thanks to better batteries, better LED bulbs, and I can recharge in an actual happy way, meaning in a couple hours, not a couple of days, by using the bigger panels that I've got. So solar is not for everybody. It is not cheap, but I have found that uh, business is up, up big time. It used to be you couldn't give solar panels away. Now there's a 10 month waiting list and, and business is up 300%. So when you're considering backup, I'm not hating on gasoline generators. I'm just hating on the fact it's easy to run out of gas. It's easy for your gas to 
get spoiled. I'm going to put that in air quotes. If you don't put the proper additives, gas can uh, go bad. It can be dangerous. And the other part of it, and this is really important to consider, it's noisy. Everybody for six blocks around is going to know, oh, so-and-so. Everybody for six blocks around is going to say, oh, so-and-so's got a generator. Could be good, could draw people to your house that you're not anxious to meet. As with anything else, manage your expectations and do your research. Cooling, something you can have in the car for the short term, it'll run off your car battery. They do come with bigger, better panels uh, that will run the device, that will power to the device. And one final point on solar energy, because I'm spent a lot of time talking about it as we look at the season change that's right it's September the days are starting to get shorter uh, during the summer you got a full 12 hours of Sun as you all are aware that the range closes at dusk and that's going to move for example in December January the range is closed at 4 p.m. During the summer, it stays open as late as we can get our people to work, which is 8 p.m. So when is sunset? Back it up a half an hour. That's also less time to produce solar energy. Also, the sun is going to be in a different position in the sky due to the change in seasons. All this we have known for years. No new news here. So manage your expectations do your research and I would recommend seriously a backup plan that involves both solar and gas based on what you can afford and what you have available in your area. I live in an apartment it's really hard for me to throw out a solar array because the neighbors are always going to be whining about it or somebody's going to try and steal it or you're going to have all these different issues. Look at your situation, look at the equipment you have you can afford and you're not going to run the 22 cubic foot French door freezer with ice maker, refrigerator freezer, off a generator. Or if you do, you won't run it long. There are appliances that take a lot of power. You can keep cool, you can keep your water pure. Remember some of those water purifiers we talked about work off electricity. Do some research, be some flex, do some research be flexible and manage your expectations. This is survival. This is not setting up a glamping experience. Okay, let's follow up with that promised wind farm story. That's right, in Laramie, Wyoming, they are building wind farms, big ones, because they have a lot of wind there. That's a natural resource. Wyoming has wind. Great. It's also coal country, and thank you miners. God bless you for your hard work. As the industry changes, coal becomes scarce, the conditions become worse and worse. It'll be nice to see an energy producing source come to your area that'll give you an opportunity uh, to make some money. Now the Colorado River is drying up. You can Google that, you can see satellite pictures. And the Colorado River, when it doesn't have water, they can't create power and the majority of that power goes to Southern California and some goes into Arizona. So they are talking about building a link from Wyoming to the power grids 
in the California, Colorado, Wyoming area. And that is going to be quite the undertaking. They figure it'll take a couple of years. There's no digging involved. It's power lines. We all have power lines already, so that shouldn't uh, freak people out too badly. Let's. I'm going to put the link to the story in the Wyoming News from Laramie about the wind producing information. If you're interested in this, Google Wyoming wind farms and you get a lot, a lot of things up. Yep, I'm sure there's going to be some protests or some concerns, but that doesn't mean it's a bad thing. It just means it's something different. Okay, this is exciting stuff. Different directions are I think going to be necessary for all of us next Monday. Let's talk about food. Everybody likes to eat. Seems, however, the tomato crop this year was so bad due to the drought, they're running out of pizza sauce. And that's kind of funny, but it's not. Take a good look around your grocery store and answer to yourself, do you see anything different? We do. We'll have more on that in our second year attempt at gardening. You will laugh until you stop. Actually, it's working out pretty good, and I hope you come back next week and join us. Remember, our next uh, CHL class is on October the 8th. We are looking at already half full. Folks are realizing Prop 114 can wipe these classes out. So uh, keep that in your mind. Share positive voices. Let me know what you're doing to help. I look forward to seeing you next week at Survival Beyond the Bug Out Bag. Get prepared, get ready uh, to keep you and your family safe, healthy, and good to go. If I don't see you next week, I'll see you out at the range. Be safe, stay cool.